And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we finally have another episode of the Box Office Report Show. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Larry Chili Boy Chilson. Hello. Hey, we back. Hopefully, we you know, are everything back. is working today. We don't have no <laughs> drama like the last show where we got to come back Monday. Oh it still God. didn't work. It was wild, y'all. We tried. We tried to record the show recently, but... Oh, man. I don't even know, like, what was our last one? Okay, the last one is right here, October 15th. Okay. October 15th, Even out Taylor for a month. Even a out. month. We, we tried for Five Nights at Freddy's and the Universal. We tried, and my laptop, oh my God, I was absolutely furious. You should have heard. We have like three recordings, and nothing was working, guys. But it was wild. You know, I've, everybody's heard about my saga with the uh, getting a new computer, and now I feel like the Avengers at the end of Endgame, where Thanos <laughs> is sitting on a rock. But my computer, my old computer is Thanos. And he's like, you couldn't live with your own failure. So where did that lead you? Oh, we Back see, to me. This Black mm-hmm. Friday, I'm about to buy a new laptop. So, Lord, Uh-oh. don't get a Chromebook. Oh, don't. No. <laughs> oh, don't even look at the Chromebook. Don't do it. Don't do it. They got my Ooh. ass. Don't do it. Don't do it, man. Uh, what's going on? What's up? It's been a couple of... It's been like a month since we did the last box office. What is going on? Where are you out here at this Denver Film Festival? Yeah, okay. it's been a busy little week and a half at the Film Festival. Just okay. talked to, met little Sterling K. Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and saw a couple of really great movies. I think you're going to like American Fiction, Dwayne. So keep on your... Your little watch list as we get into award season. I know, I know, I know. I still gotta get to. I still gotta get into the holdovers. Mm, um, next week I'm so excited because Thanksgiving comes out next week, yes. and I'm I am geeked up. This for weekend it. is packed. Like mm-hmm. what the hell? We got Hunger Games. We got Thanksgiving. We got the damn um, mm-hmm. Trolls Three. And there was mm, something I else. Keep that one, but okay. I, I know, but it's just like what we got all these <laughs> wide releases. Yeah, it's been yeah. like a little bit slow recently at the movies, and then suddenly they're like, "Oh, boom. okay, yep, boom." I know, boom. Let's get your there ass. You and then we got Wish opening right before Thanksgiving. Oh, Wish is coming up. Yep, so yep. it's like that's all happening in close succession. I really want to go see uh, a Wonderful Knife too. Bad. Oh, I try. I mean, <sighs> I was gonna go do another double feature yesterday. And then, like, just errands after errand after errand popped up yesterday. And I was like, God damn it. But I want to see that so bad. This Denver Film Festival got me running around got like you getting my head cut off. And all these little screenings since it's award season. They got a million and one screenings yep. right now that I'm actually yep. getting invited to. Mm-hmm. So I've been pull- I've got double features of screenings. Yeah, go ahead, it's Larry. Too much. It's too little, much. Larry's little um, pop up Sundance Film Festival no, in Denver. It's too much. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> let me get through. Send me screeners. Send out the little mailers. Shit, I, I, all of these in person ones is too much right now. They're coming. Uh, yeah, the the mailers start coming. The mailers usually it's like November. So that air that air one came really quick. The one for air like that. I, I've been getting a lot of digital ones. A lot yo, of digital you think screenings. They did it too early. 
A little bit, yeah. It's usually like November, December when we started getting. I don't know that if shit. maybe they sent it so early so they could be like apart from the crowd so that you didn't get it at the same maybe. time. Maybe rest, but I'm like, air. Your movie already came out too early. Like, <laughs> by the time people start voting, they're gonna forget about this screener too. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But we'll and see. no lie too. No lie too. Like it gets bad because I remember last year I had like a stack of movies in my living room of just the screeners. And it it gets it becomes a lot like man. Well, I'm pretty sure the holdovers will probably send one. Oh, let's get it! Ah. <laughs> I mean, I would think. I don't know. They're playing for award season. So. They have to. Yeah, I hope so. What about a wonderful I'm, knife? Can they? Can I get one for that one? Yeah. Can Ooh. we pretend that's an award season? <laughs> I, I know y'all ain't trying really for any awards, but can we get one? In, <laughs> uh, at least a screener link, bro. I know something, uh-huh. right? I know but, I've been getting them little screener links. I'm like, what in the world? Yeah, I've been getting a lot of digital ones. Yeah, I got a lot of digital ones. But um, I'm like, Creed, what you doing? <laughs> Creed, I got the Creed one too. Yeah, right. Like, okay. But I just bought the actual Creed in 4K. Right, like that's fine. Uh, yeah, cool. I guess, but shit. Um, <laughs> Creed, what you doing? <laughs> No, it's just too much going on right now. Uh, this weekend, everybody moved out the way. I don't know if they had to after seeing the box office. Oh, man. Uh, like, Trolls 3 maybe could have moved up to this weekend, to be honest. But thank God it didn't. Oh, we man. needed all the help we could get. I know, man. We got to stop stalling. We got to get into it. We got our ass kicked, man. Well, to be fair, it's not like you and I predicted the marvels was gonna do a really big opening i don't remember where our last like i mean we had it over the flash but damn we were hoping like 60 oh damn so let's get into it everyone we are talking about the weekend box office for november 10th 2023 if you want to follow along with us some i hear some people do which is fun um we had the opening releases of uh, The Marvels, Journey to Bethlehem, and then It's a Wonderful Knife. So let's get into it, Larry. What came in? Ah, number one. So it's like a double-edged sword. <laughs> debuting at number one, we had The Marvels, which made $47 million in its opening weekend domestically and $88.5 million in its opening weekend worldwide. That does mark the lowest debut for the MCU to date, coming in even below the $55 million opening of The Incredible Hulk, which previously was its lowest opening. The film received a B cinema score, which is tied amongst the worst in the mm. MCU's history as well. So not I'm too scared. much. Not too much. I'm scared for them <laughs> legs. I know some people are really hopeful, but we just talked about it. There's a lot of content coming out over the next two weeks, y'all. There's a lot of movies they're mm-hmm. dropping, and the cinema mm-hmm. score wasn't great. So I'm I'm nervous for the Marvels right now. Oh man, so let's get into it, Larry, because we uh we was not expecting this low. The tracking coming up to the into the weekend, it was getting lower and lower. And I was looking at those those AMC theaters near me, you know, like we always do. Yeah. You look at yours, I look at mine. 
uh they it was like the worst that i've seen for marvel myself as far as you know seats taken uh i saw the movie thursday no friday with my mom and that the theater it was a dolby theater it wasn't sold out it wasn't it was it was barely full um and it felt like this is like the first time that it felt that i went to go see a dceu movie as far as the buzz and the people like in the, in the, you know, audience and crowd. Cause when I walked into like blue beetle, when I walked into like Shazam, when I walked into like the flash, those theaters were like almost identical to what the Marvels look like. Yeah. And uh, I was hoping that because I had a good time with the movie, you had a good time with the movie. The movie is a lot of fun. I just dropped an obscene amount of cash on this Funko for the movie. Like I, I, I had a great time with the movie. The whole Cinemania team has really enjoyed it. Yeah, for them. Yeah, our She's entire like, team. There's been nobody who didn't like it. Yeah, we all had a good time. I was vibing. I said, I look at this movie as I look at like Amazing Spider-Man Two. I personally love Amazing Spider-Man Two, but I understand the criticisms. Like. I think it I think it warrants the 50 whatever percent it has on Rotten Tomatoes. And I said the same thing about the Marvels that I I understand the criticisms cuz it is a very disjointed messy movie and really edited to shit kind of movie, but I had a good time. And um this 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 is this was bleak this weekend. This is the first time that an MCU movie like felt bleak going into it. And we've had movies that released like damn near close to the pandemic that had full crowds. Like, you know, Black Widow still did like an $80 million opening. Yeah, you know? I say Eternal, Shang-Chi, and Black Shang-Chi Widow were all like 70 to 80 million still. Yeah. And that's like the tail end of the, the, the pandemic was still strong, but we had vaccines rolled out. And um, those were dark times, it felt like. But this, like, I didn't, I, I, you know, I wasn't into box office like I wasn't, I, like I am now when the Incredible Hulk came out. So I don't know what that was like, but this is, this is the first time where going to see an MCU movie felt bleak and um, it's, it's disappointing. And there we'll get into it now, but there's a lot of reasons, I but I do want to preface, I do want to preface because I don't want to make people upset or mad, but a lot of the, my close people that I've, you know, bonded with throughout the, our love for the Marvels, a lot of them are saying it's because of the strike and that wholeheartedly plays a factor, but that is, that is not the re if, if there wasn't a strike, having this trio on like, on like uh, the late night shows and I don't know, MTV and TikTok was not going to put this to like a 95, $80 million movie. Uh, this comes down to audiences and if they want to see it, they're going to see it. I think that played a part, but I don't think that is the sole reasoning that this movie did what it did. Um, it's really we don't... hard to, to gauge the... <sighs> We, that's the weird thing about the discussions, right? Like online. In one breath, everyone's telling us how there's no more superstars anymore. There's no more movie stars. Mm -hmm. Actors don't sell movies anymore. And then once the strike happens, suddenly, you know, actors not making appearances is like 
killing the movies you know yeah. so what is it do they do they make a difference or do they not make a difference yeah 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 <laughs> because yeah. i don't know we get lots of mixed signals in that front and i agree one you know we have to just say it thanks to the toxic fandom thanks to these horrible white boys who misinterpreted what she said mm-hmm. obtusely and purposely misinterpreted mm-hmm. what brie larson said um I don't know how big of an asset Brie on the campaign is going to be. You know, like uh, yeah. her going out there and campaigning for the film is great for us that love her, but for all the people who don't like her, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not going to change their mind unless she becomes a completely different person and then that turns all of us off. So, you know, the only one I could see maybe making a difference is actually Iman Bilani. Mm-hmm. Because she's young, she has a different type of fan base, I think, already than Brie or yeah. Tiana Paris. And I think it could have helped maybe a younger crowd get involved and she could have had a different way of promoting it. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's the only one I think really would have made that big a difference on the strike wise, y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. so maybe Sam Jackson. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I do think it would have helped, but I think, like you said, maybe five mil. Yeah, like I, I, I think um, it's a lot of things, and that is definitely one of them. But a lot of people I see online, it's, I mean, this is what happens when we love something and it does this, and you want it to succeed. I mean, we, we, we cope, and we gotta have reasons to cope. And I'm looking at these responses, and I'm like, guys, it's not strike, man. It's like, it's it. That's a factor, of course. It's a factor. Yeah, it's a factor. And. Like if you if you're if this is like your first show, Cinemania podcast, Cinemania World podcast, and this is it's this show. I mean that's a really strange first episode, but hey, welcome. <laughs> but if you if this is your if this is your first show, then you think and you think I'm and I'm and I'm talking like this, and it sounds like I was rooting for this movie to fail. Like go back, listen to the other shows, listen to listen to the, our reviews of the movie, like. I want these movies to work. Like I wanted this to work, but the writing was on the wall. It's the MCU is just I don't and, and I guess it's just the comic book movie right now. It's it's it is um I don't know. It's just it's not hitting the way it was. And we did have we did have small hits like, you know, we had Guardians 3. And we had across the Spider Verse, but it's just a lot. Like they, the audiences, I think they've made their decision, and it, they're just not going to go and see everything like they was going, like they was doing in 2019. And I talked about thing to me looking at it though. I mean, Marvel could. I don't know. I just feel like. They could have done something because if you compare like a lot of these movies recently to the phase one, they're pretty comparable, uh, like box office wise. Like, so Shang Chi, Eternals. Um, who is another? Were those the only two brand new characters we got? Yeah, yeah, we have not been introducing new characters. <laughs> um, but you know, if you want to count Ms. Marvel, the Marvels as a reset too. The 400 million runs are fine for like brand new characters, getting people involved to build up. The problem is 
it's just the baggage that's coming with the reset for Marvel, I think, that's kind of hindering that. Plus, everybody's expectations yeah. of Endgame. You know, like, mm-hmm. Endgame got us all so, like, perceived. And now we're seeing the sequels, the, like, closing to chapters are still doing $900 million, almost a billion dollars. So mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. we're revisiting No Way Home, obviously it's going to be a huge hit. When we're closing off the T'Challa chapter of Black Panther, it's going to be a hit. When we're looking at Doctor Strange, you know, it's at least a sequel. The only sequels that it bombed are the Marvels and Quantumania. <laughs> I also think because Doctor Strange, I think why that worked is because I and I never really I never really thought I never really like thought it mattered like the movie before, but I think it does. I think the movie before uh you know before like whether it's Marvel, mainly Marvel, like if you have a release that did really well, usually the movie after that if you know if it's like the characters people have responded well to they usually do a pretty good job and i think like you said it's like when you get into uh multiverse of madness you're coming off no way home and you're coming off a really big high for the multiverse idea like if you go back to that time it's like we had low-key which was a great finale you know and that went right into like no way home which was like a, you know, I think it's a great movie and audiences loved it and the multiverse stuff in there. Then you title, you title Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness and you, you know, you know, kind of promising all these multiversal stuff. But I don't think the audiences are responding to that anymore because of what played out from it, you know? And well, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I feel like, like you're saying, you have a great point about the movie before. The movie before this one was a closing chapter. The movie yeah. before this was Guardians, yeah. which feels like, I mean, it had some repercussion, I guess, moving forward at the very end, mm-hmm. but it didn't really tie into anything. I mean, it was literally a close for the Guardians. That right. was it. Right. You know, so right. it didn't get you hyped for the Marvels in any type of way. Even Loki, uh, you know, didn't really, and that was the problem I had, is why did they air Loki's finale and the Marvels on the same day? It seemed very odd. the same but, thing, um, like with Hawkeye. Remember we all thought it was going to connect? nuts. And they didn't connect <laughs> at all. And nope. you're like, okay, Loki, you know, but Loki didn't get you hyped either because it kind of played out like that. It felt so separated mm-hmm, that it's not mm-hmm. going to get you excited for the Marvels. Mm-hmm. And to be frank, one of the Marvels' biggest problems already was television. Because two yeah. out of these three characters were introduced in a TV show through Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and whether it had value or not, because I think honestly, I don't know. Obviously, I've seen both shows, so I'm not the right one to judge. But yeah. just looking at it, I don't think you really. I don't think it was necessary. I think Iman Vilani does a good enough job to, to endear you. Like, yeah, you don't have her whole backstory, but I don't know that you necessarily need it in the film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just a fun new character, if you haven't seen Miss Marvel to me. Yeah. And then Monica, uh, I mean, yeah, she has her debut, basically, in WandaVision, but she tells you what happens in the Marvels. I mean, she explains it to Carol and thus explains it to the audience. So if you're like, mm-hmm. what? Who? How'd you get powers? She tells mm-hmm. you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I don't think it's necessary, personally, but I guess other people do. The only one you have had to see is Captain Marvel. Like, you can't come into this without watching Captain Marvel, to me. Even though they yeah, do, yeah. do, like, flashbacks. Flashbacks and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the perception is... You're, they focus so heavily on the trio. It was all about the trio and the like cool swapping in the build up to this. 
So mm-hmm. if you like, who are these other two people? Like, you know, uh, I haven't watched the shows. I don't know who these other two people are. I wonder how much that deterred people. And uh, Hannah brought this up on Cinemania Live. Is this long, these long breaks from characters are really bad. Like, yeah. Captain Marvel, I th- I think, I thought that Captain Marvel should have been the one for the new generation of the mcu the new going forward and after endgame they just did not use her at all all. and you yeah you you drop her in a post-credit scene in uh in where shang chi and it's like of course a lot of your audience did not go and see shang chi because it was a brand new character so i think that was a bad decision and, and then, then you dropped her one. <laughs> and then you dropped her in the lowest I mean I mean when you're doing all of this in hindsight you don't know what's going to be but it's like you dropped her in the in the lowest like viewed show that you got and then here's a movie with the, with the, a character from the lowest viewed show Monica Rambo like fourth or third maybe third or fourth billing in uh WandaVision and Captain Marvel who you have not seen since Endgame and uh, I mean, that's uh, already that that sounds like a recipe for disaster movie. I thought was a lot of fun and great. But it's like when you look at those kind of optics, it's like. What five years is nuts to me, and I and it's different when Across the Spider-Verse, the first one did come out in 2018, but you don't need to watch 30, uh, 20 or 10, 15 other things to understand across, you know, across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. You don't need to. You have Into the Spider-Verse, that's it, which was plastered everywhere after the Oscar win. It's on Netflix. It's here. It's available to be, to be seen. It's and that's not like... Shows that grew. That's why... Right, not, the audience people grew. People didn't want to see it in theaters. It wasn't right. until we beat it into people's heads, this is amazing, <laughs> they finally started watching it. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like Sony did like a thing where they had like 30 spinoffs from it because you can't because it's animated, thank God, you know? Um... And it's not, so it's like, there wasn't any really required. You just had to watch the first one. You had to, you know, and in five years into the Spider-Verse became like a phenomenon. Miles Morales himself has become a, had, you know, had become a phenomenon. So with Captain Marvel, it's like the last we've seen of her fully in a movie, like I'm talking about lines or full role is Endgame. And that was about four years ago. And I think when you compare it to like the characters in the first couple of phases, you see them all the time. Like we saw, we said this in the in Cinemania Live. You talk about Captain America, first movie, twenty eleven. Uh, then he comes back again in the Avengers, uh, twenty twelve. Then he comes back again in twenty fourteen. Then he comes back again in twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, twenty seven. You know, no, no twenty eighteen. Uh, 2019 it's like you got to see him regularly same thing like a black widow you know uh, so i think like just doing just dropping her and just because you're marvel hoping that people will care after four years of nothing it's it shot them in the foot and of oh, course when you yeah. in hindsight like i said you know when you're marvel you're mcu you're marvel studios you can do whatever but like now you can't and it's like it's a rude awakening for them going forward as far as like what does the audience what do main audiences care about and i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna give 
I'm not going to give the status, you know, the status, um, satisfaction to the inbred crowd who thinks it's because of Brie Larson why this movie is doing this. I don't think it has anything to do with the cast themselves. I don't think people are like, oh, that Brie Larson, I'm not going to go see it. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a small subject of you Cretans who, uh, well, who had it to this box office. And let's just say this those Cretans went and saw it. So, right. So they need their angry thumbnails. So, they so go ahead with your red letter thumbnails, the angry face of like Brie Larson and Kevin Feige is going to be crying on the other side and money's going to be burning. I know I'm going to see a thousand of them tomorrow <laughs> regarding the box office. It, she was not the reason why this movie did what it did. The movie did because the first one wouldn't have done what it did had it been. Oh, people didn't like Brie Larson. They were they wanted to see it. They were into it. They were into the character. That's why the movie did so well. You know, the movie did well because they were on a they were on a big momentum. You know, uh, when Captain Marvel came out, you ended Infinity War with her logo to entice people to go see who this character is is going to save the day. It was a great strategy to release that movie when they did. And now you did that hype for Captain Marvel. Not only was she barely in the movie in Endgame, but she hasn't been seen since Endgame. Yeah. I it's mean, a lot. The, it's the on them. Too, is in game. I I feel like they they don't know how to nerf her. Is part of Marvel's problem. Like yeah. they don't know what to do because she's so powerful. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really think that they don't know what to. I think that was her problem in Endgame. They were like, "How do we get her off planet?" Because it's mm-hmm. not going to make any sense if she's around, and you know we have to do this big battle. So they had to nerf her there. I think they they don't know what to do with her is part of their problem they're like she's so powerful you know even in this movie they kind of nerf her by doing the switch you know so every time she uses her power she switches which makes her less effective in fighting uh otherwise Mm -hmm. you know she's blasting through ships with her body (laughs) like an end game you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so i think they don't know what to do with her they don't know how to utilize her properly and I think that's a big reason they just don't put her in anything because they don't know what they're just scared of what to do. They're like, OK, well, if she shows up because there's no reason a cosmic adventure like Eternals, we are literally dealing with Celestials. Why mm-hmm. can Captain Marvel not be seen? Like, I agree. And I also feel like it's such a cop out on their part because you, you do Thor. Yeah. Hello, Thor is like, especially <laughs> Infinity War. You made Thor like god tier with this with this axe, <laughs> Thor. So you can't figure out what to do with Captain Marvel. I I I, I, I was so that. I was so baffled and and I love Endgame. I was so baffled when Captain Marvel is just sidelined. I was I was baffled when that movie and came out. I was like, give her an entrance. Like maybe they. I think maybe they thought. Yeah. No, but if you're going to do that, you have to at least tease her coming up. Like, the fact is, why did we not know anything? We forget all about her from the opening sequence until the final battle. Unlike Thor, you know, looking at that. Thor in Infinity War, he gets quote-unquote killed almost in the opening. But then we follow him throughout the movie so that when Mm -hmm. he gets this grand entrance into Wakanda, it's like amazing. It's so cool. If they had done yes. that with Captain Marvel, if they had at least sprinkled her in throughout the movie so we knew what the heck she was doing, where she yep. was, why she yep. wasn't around, that could have been what that could have been kind of like her moment when she enters the atmosphere to you, oh, Larry, save the day. Man. It would have been so <laughs> hype. And I'm audiences would have loved her. Like I'm throwing you know, shit. 
it would have <laughs> um, been this big moment for Captain Marvel. So people would have been hyped to see her again because we leave her on this triumphant, cool note. Instead, we just forget about her. And then it's like, oh, yeah, there she is. Uh, there she, she's come to help us in the battle. <laughs> such a cop out. And you're so right. Like, I didn't even think about Infinity War. And I know you have a thousand characters that you're dealing with with Endgame. But one more, I think, couldn't have hurt. I think one more focus a on a on a brand. character. The movie's already three hours. Just fucking go Scorsese <laughs> with the shit. <laughs> Add another 20 minutes. I don't know. Like, But I think you're totally right. Because you follow Thor. Thor is an insanely powerful character, right? And you follow Thor's journey in Infinity War. And did, did us seeing Thor throughout the entire movie take away from his big grand interest in Wakanda? No. So you could have done that with Captain Marvel. Maybe like... Something's going on with her powers because Thanos messed with the with the you know with the stones and her power is from an Infinity Stone. So maybe like she we we follow her and like her powers aren't what it is. And then you can, I know it's like a, you're gonna be doing the same thing, but who who gives a shit? It's all fake. So you know she's she's down and out throughout the entire movie. Everybody's already depressed. She's down and out, and then something happens. I don't know. I'm not yeah, the writer for these movies, but great writer. <laughs> Yeah, something happens where like she's 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 revved up and she's jacked up. Maybe she has a conversation with like little Monica. I don't know something, and then boom, in the sky, it's new revitalized, powerful Captain Marvel. But no, we don't know what to do with the powerful woman, so we just ah, she's yeah. off world. And then, or as far as Scarlet Witch, ah, she's uh she's they dead now. That. She's a villain. They do. Fuck they me, man. Like they nerfed, I oh god, I don't know. If you listen to me, one of my biggest complaints <laughs> was that they continued to nerf Wanda, like leading up, like every time yeah. they, like even in Infinity War, I was like, why is this beach running? Like why is he <laughs> running with Vision away from these girl attack? <laughs> why is Vision? this beach? <laughs> Same thing with Vision. He also was pretty much nerfed. Like they didn't know yeah. what the hell. Like anything yeah. that had to do with the Infinity Stones. Like if you got your power from an Infinity Stone, they just did not know. They were like, oh. Uh, how do we make you weak? Because Vision was useless. Like they made Vision just straight up useless in his time in the MCU. Yeah, Wanda. They fought. They would give her like little moments of like big power, and then they would nurse well, her she, again. Yeah, well, she fucked up Thanos. <laughs> like fucked him up, and he's like, cease fire, do something. I'm getting my, <laughs> I'm getting chewed by this woman, man. And they just, yeah. And and yeah. then like you have her at her most powerful. In WandaVision, and uh, she's a villain now. Fuck, and now she's dead. Apparently, to this new timeline book, and now she's man. And I just I get so frustrated because you have for real, yo. That is a big mistake. I don't know if that if that little thing that they released about her actually being dead and no future plans for Wanda is real. That is stupid as hell. Like, (laughs) man, it's fun. And say, listen, and it's like. Say what you want. Say what you want. And I'm going to go there because I can. It's my show. Say what you want. But DC is a fucking disaster in like 2017, 2016, 2018. But one thing they did not do, Wonder Woman is right fucking here. Wonder (laughs) Woman is right in between these men. and And she's a problem. Right? Like Wonder Woman in in her in in the first in BVS, she's right here. Batman can't do shit, but here is Wonder Woman, and she's right there. And they wasn't afraid to do that. 
in Justice they gave League. Her a sick ass intro. That's the other thing. Yes, See, yes. I don't understand. If you give somebody this badass sick entrance, it does a lot. <laughs> it does. It does. It and, does and, a and, lot. Like I was so geeked up for Captain Marvel's future after her big entrance, even though I think it could have been better in hindsight. But after her big entrance, I'm like, okay, now let's get let's. She should have been the guy, like the person. The she is the new leader, and you could have done it. And we're having all these discussions of, well, who is it? Is it Doctor? I don't want no Doctor Strange is not meant to lead Avengers. I'm sorry, not he's either. not meant to lead. Neither is what. Neither is T'Challa. T'Challa is leading his own nation. He don't need to be leading his uh, Avengers. Spider Man is like 19. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> getting Spider Man leading the Avengers? Captain Marvel is right there, and that could have been your lead. She's strong. You can. It's fake. Like if if your thing is like, oh, we don't have anybody to go against her. Just make someone up. It's fake. Who the fuck is Dar Ben? Just, just I don't know. Just, just do something else. Um, they just gave up. They just they they gave up with these female characters, and it's so annoying. They just give up. They don't know what to That's do. The problem is everyone says you know MCU right now, but really, I mean. Who are the female characters we have? We have them, but what do they do? Nothing. What do they do? Like, why Why are they significant? And that's what I want. And, like, it's really, really frustrating. Like, because I'm watching this universe, although it was an absolute shambles, but Wonder Woman was the... You guys, you guys were late in that department. Wonder Woman was the female hero, and she was a DC property, and her movie did great. And the response to her did great. They have her in the fucking AMC intro because <laughs> that's how that's how iconic she's become in pop culture. And then you're like, oh shit, well, let's do Captain Marvel. And then you just nerfed her for like five years and expected people to care about her movie. And that is that is yeah, not no, good. DC. I mean, they even beat them just to the timeline. Marvel had been out for like ten years more than DC doing the damn thing. You know, mm-hmm. all the well, not ten, but all these years earlier. And yet DC released the first ever female superhero in this new generation, not yeah. Marvel. Marvel waited yeah. so long. They waited until Black Widow was literally dead before they finally gave her the movie they've been, we've been wanting for a decade. You know, yeah. like, so that's the problem. I think the other problem right now, the big, for me, the biggest problem that really killed the Marvels was just reception to MCU over the past yeah, two years absolutely one after another people are getting over it they're done you know they got they get excited they watch love and thunder they come out hating it they're like what is this you know that was really one of the big points they go in wakanda forever does well people generally enjoy it but it doesn't really have this lasting impact by any means then we get yeah. quantumania everyone hated it like <laughs> <laughs> And that's well, like, and that's no. your the big problem with Quantumania. I think that's really going to hurt for a long time. Is that that was supposed to be your movie to set up this universe? Everybody's been waiting. Where everyone, that's one of the big complaints all the fans have is where are we going? There's no vision. There's no you know direction for Marvel. Quantumania was supposed to be the movie that really gave you the clear vision of where we're headed. Kang, our big bad. What's going on? And everyone hated it. (laughs) Nobody liked it. Nobody cared. You made your villain look like a punk in your big baddie in a, oh, talk about another mistake. I don't, I think it was you who said it in our chat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Thanos was teased in post teasers for a decade. Like they kept just teasing him. Mm-hmm. So we knew he was a big bad villain, but we never saw him go in fight Thor and Thor whoop his ass. You know, like we didn't see that at any point. Yeah. <laughs> so that you were like, what's going on? Kang, you'd introduce him and not even in a Thor movie, in an Ant-Man movie. You put him in an Ant-Man, not nearly one of the most powerful, not a Captain Marvel. You couldn't have put yep. Kang in Captain Marvel. There you go. Um, I was just about to peep in- you. I was just about to say that. Like, I was like, what? now you know what it went hard? <laughs> yeah. Kang being introduced. And you could still do the Marvels. Like, you could still do it. Forget about Ant- Because I was like, the, you're, you're so right. That was the most idiotic decision. Ant-Man is going to introduce Ant Man is going to introduce our next big. Imagine, imagine, like Ant Man is going to introduce our next big baddie. Okay, so uh, you did it, and it was a disaster. And he gets because, whopped, y'all. Yeah, he gets whopped. You have him get beat by ants, but then nobody took the movie seriously because Ant Man is supposed to go go up against our big bad king. This is why everyone thought he was going to die. Because it was like, it's Ant-Man versus Kang. Like, he should kill him. And you didn't do that. So, listen. <laughs> Ant-Man 3 should have been Ant-Man 3. Ant-Man and the Wasp 3. He could have taken on that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just do something else. I don't care what you do. Just do, like, another heist. Just do something else. Okay? Okay, boom. Cap The Marvels. Quantum whatever. I mean, or a Captain Marvel. Quantum whatever. You could have did it. And it's and it's yeah. and it's the Marvels versus Kang. Does that not sound like an interesting plot? Like, oh my god! But then people going into the movie was not gonna. They're not gonna think like, oh, Captain Marvel's doomed because no, she's she's OP as hell. That's yeah. a dope ass battle. No, not one person on this planet. I don't care if you're Leo. I don't care if you're. I don't care who you are. There's not one person on this planet that wanted Ant Man versus Kang. <laughs> not one planet. Not one person on this planet. I. I <laughs> I, I, I want to hear whoever was like, boy, man, you know what I want to see in phase four? I want to see Quanta. I want to see Kang versus Ant-Man. Not one you know person how, said that. You know how sick that would have been? Like, imagine, you know, Captain Marvel has to go God mode, basically, to take down Kang. And she needs the help of Ms. Marvel and yep. Yep. Monica Rambeau. Yep. Monica can still, you know, hold the the multiverse together and get yep. trapped on the other side. That still can happen with yep. Kang. And then the big, so they take everything they have to defeat him. And at the end, the stinger is, you just took down one variant. There's all these rests. Like, that's how you build up and, the threat of it. And, like, Kang, the reason why Kang is, is like, going after Captain Marvel is because he wants Miss Marvel's quantum bands. Yeah, there you go. And Captain Marvel <laughs> is trying to stop him. Brother, I got, like, $100 in my account. Why, why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we doing, guys? It's not that hard. Like, it's, oh. it's not that hard. Kang once, once Captain, once Miss Marvel's Quantum Band. You did it in like Black Panther two last year. Same kind of concept. And Miss Captain Marvel's like, no, you're not gonna fucking get these Quantum Bands. I'm gonna protect her. Tie in Monica somehow. You know, it's oh man, but. Yo. God damn it! I had to have Ant Man versus Kang. Marvel. Yeah. Fuck why me. weren't we on the damn board? That's what I need to know. We just saved your your uh, future of Marvel and Phase Five with one simple switch. Like, 
I, I really do want to know who in the damn room said Kang versus Ant-Man. That is wild. It's, like, this is what happens, though. This is like that. Uh, all this, like all these, um, these new, these new leaks coming out of the MCU. Like what's going on internally? Like that book and all this stuff. This is what happens, though. They got too cocky, and they said, and they said, and there was a paragraph in the Variety article that kind of blew, like blew, blew the world up a couple of weeks ago. They said usually these retreats that they go to are cocky and they know what they have. They don't really need to worry about anything. And only a cocky person would think that Kang versus Ant-Man would be like $2 billion. Only a cocky person or group of individuals will think that. One person who's like, if like one, a person who was like fearing for losing an audience and worried about stuff and you know kind of they're they're you know kind of feel like the things things aren't working they will not have made that decision they would not have made that decision ant-man versus king you think right now they're gonna they're gonna do like ant-man versus dr doom no because only a cocky person would think that they know that that's not going to sell right now if you if they do this retreat right now today Nobody in that group is going to say Ant-Man versus Doctor Doom, let's book it. Nobody's going to say that. They're going to be like, <laughs> well, that sounds awful, and that's not exciting. But when you're cocky, when you're on top, when you're the A1, when you're like the winner, you can make stupid decisions like that. But now it's all these dumb decisions are biting them in the rear end. And uh, yeah. I don't know, dude. It sucks <laughs> because this movie, if this... If the Marvels was a phase two movie, I think people would have been just fine with it. It would have, uh, you know, 70 something, 80 something, Rotten Tomato score. You know, like this is a throwback to like a different type of comic book movie that's just fun, um, the Marvels. And I don't know. I don't know. Right now, I think Marvel has really poisoned their own well currently with all of these shows. I mean, yep. Uh, the last thing we got before this, before Loki, was Secret Invasion. So not even the last movie, and that was wretched, and everyone hated it. And that's actually closely tied to the Marvels with like Nick Fury and the Scrolls mm-hmm. and all that crap. So yeah. that's like the last thing we saw to do with any of these people was the worst thing Marvel has produced maybe yeah. ever uh, in yeah. Secret Invasion. All of these shows, all of these movies, because even though they kind of tried to slow down, we still had three of each. I mean, that's still a ton. So next year, we're only going to get one, which is good, probably, because they need to... At this point, we have to find a way to do almost a full reset for Marvel. Like, how do we... Not necessarily reset, but how do we get people back on board with what is happening? I, You know, the rumblings are there that Kang is no longer going to be the big bad, partially because of the majors... Uh, uh, scandal yeah. outside, but also partially because everyone hated Quantum <laughs> Nobody cared yeah. about his intro, so they're like, "Wow, maybe Kang shouldn't be the big bad." Uh, I don't know, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they've really no people haven't loved the output Marvel's been doing. Even Guardians no. Three is, yeah. you know, the most beloved, but still has people who are like, "Uh, no." still didn't work for me or they see it as like completely opposite or outside of it outside of the universe which it, which it feels like but again you don't know that when you're gonna go see it you know what i mean yeah, you so don't know. 
Yeah, but it's just like if it got the, it had the vibe where you know it wasn't gonna connect and um and I think really, that's the biggest problem for the Marvels. Yeah, it's really uh like like again, it's a lot of factors. It's so many factors, and it's a bummer. And the news cycle, we didn't even talk about the news cycle, who were blatantly just making up bullshit about Nia DaCosta. Uh, Um, The news cycle, we had legitimately Rotten Tomatoes approved people making a thread about why the Marvels is not meant to be seen at the movie theater. And it was just a bunch of nonsense about why his movie theater experience is terrible. So... We have RT critics, journalists on Twitter saying, don't see this in the theater long before it comes out. We have other journalists running around here, running crazy stories about the director. I mean, uh, I do have to say, you know, I don't, uh, it felt very targeted toward this movie because there was a push by mainstream established media, not Mm -hmm. just the Mm incel boys, to make this movie look bad before its release and i think maybe that's where the the strike could have helped is they could have helped combat that uh because that, yeah. Costa, it just it she didn't get as much press. Yeah. she straight up was like no 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 that's not what happened <laughs> hold yep. up and uh, unfortunately people didn't cover that story like they covered oh nia da costa leaves the movie like uh what oh mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i do think that the media also for whatever reason, just really ragged this movie before it even released. Ah, man. But that's our tirade on Captain Marvel and the state of MCU. The state of MCU. (laughs) It's like my fourth state of the MCU emergency meeting that I've had. But uh, it's baffling to me. And it's like, and again, to cap off what I said on Cinemania Live, um, I don't even want to say my fear anymore because I know this is what's going to happen. Uh, the You're not going to see these characters for a long time because anytime a movie even gets in like a little bit of not the normal reception, look at how they reshuffle everything. When that If you go down the line, like The Incredible Hulk came out. It did what it did. Reception was the reception. You have never seen an Incredible Hulk movie since then. The Eternals came out, one of the lowest rated MCU movies, critically, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, all that stuff. I know they they I know they went crazy. They got kickers when they used to get the 90s and the 80s. You 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 create a cocky person when Ant Man and the Wasp is like a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes. Anyway, so the break it. The Eternals come out. Does what it does. Reception does what it does. You have never heard of the Eternals ever again, as far as the those random little Easter eggs. Ever. Also, did you see that Feige talking about Harry Styles? Yeah, it's like, dude, I who you you're not joking me. We ain't seen him for a long time. That was okay? a weird thing. I was like, why is he uh, see? And this is the other problem Feige talked about. We have a lot of characters we're introducing. Well, stop. <laughs> we'll we're stop. good we're good we got and, we got um, team we're good and quantumania you saw the variety article said that they want to scrap stuff from because of quantumania because and that's this year now look at quantumania's like box office look at quantumania's um uh critic scores we are never going to see the marvels again based on what we've seen how they respond to like criticisms over movies we are never going to see them again, at least for another like five or six years. 
this that tease they do for Iman Vellani. I mean, brother, I, I I don't think we're gonna see anything about that until like 2027. I mean, they'll uh, be forced to show one of them. I don't know how. Yes, soon. yes, they'll be forced because uh, that post credit made it clear uh, they're gonna be forced whether they wanted it or not after the box office. Yeah, she's, Captain she's Marvel. She's uh, well, for one, uh, well, they'll be forced to show Monica if yeah. they continue with the the um, multiverse, but which. Ooh, they are fast tracking. I know Marvel is doing any and everything they can to get this damn Fantastic Four and X Men on the move. Yep. With yep. how their universe has imploded, they need something, and that's. I feel like now, I bet you anything in their head, those are what saves the universe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and it is. Uh, it, it's just a. It's a, the problem it's, it's is a now they've done so much mess. Your brand is not really seen as much more valuable than Fox. Like mm-hmm. what's to put you above the Fox X-Men movies, which had some amazing entries, mind you. So that, I mean, yeah, we had some mess in that Fox X-Men universe, but we also had some amazing entries as well. Uh, do we have that much more faith in Marvel right now? Mm-hmm. Like their next movie could be Days of Future Past, or it could be Dark Phoenix. I don't know. Like, I don't know what they're going to come with the X-Men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, oh man, I just yeah, I don't have any faith because they're not gonna. They're not. Ah man. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, listen, we spent like almost fifty hey. minutes going into this stuff. So this is this is a box office show. Let's I talk know it about feels it. Like uh, you know, but this is a box office show. So let's go through some of the other you know movies that came out this weekend. Let's go to number two, Larry. This is our first time where we like, I know, like 15 we're, minutes later. We're gonna we've been all this time, but we'll do a quick rundown on this. Yeah, movie. yeah. It's yeah, had yeah. an interesting run so far. So at number two, mm-hmm. we have Five Nights at Freddy's, which made nine million dollars in its third week of release, which is down fifty-two percent in week number three. But we gotta talk about it. We have to go back and give our props because Five Nights at Freddy's opened to eighty million dollars. <laughs> um mm-hmm. while simultaneously opening on Peacock and giving them their best week of streaming ever uh, for that streamer. So not, it's not like, oh, nobody knew about Peacock, so they went and watched it in movies. No, it did well on both fronts, like really well for them. You know, it's not pulling in HBO and Max numbers, but for Peacock, those numbers were really strong. However, me and Dwayne been saying it ever since the pandemic, Ever oh. since they wanted to do these day and date releases, second week it second week, plummeted. Seventy six percent drop down to nineteen million from eighty, and I think fully this. If you release your movie day and date, you might have a good opening weekend. It's true. We've seen it. We've seen mm-hmm. many have nice opening. You will never have a good second weekend because nope. nobody's paying to go watch it again in the movie theater where they can watch it again for free at home. Yes. Yes. Nobody, you're not going to go, there's no incentive for you to go to go to the movies and watch it again when it's, when it's available at home. This happened like mm-hmm. every new, every new uh, day and date, they just would just bomb the second weekend, just a massive drop. And this is what would happen. And uh, 
yeah, it's not surprising at all. But hey, it's still doing pretty well. Yeah. And the budget was only like what twenty million or something like that. And it's up to two hundred and fifty million dollars yeah. worldwide, one hundred and twenty-seven point two million dollars domestic. Um, you know, I I'm not a gamer. I'm not with the youth, so I yep. highly underestimated the Five Nights at Freddy's fandom. I did not realize. Five Nights at Freddy's got it like this, but them fans showed up and showed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So you already know they're begging Josh Hutcherson. They say, bro, you ain't got nothing else going on. <laughs> Get your ass back to the studio for the sequel. The, the strike is over. <laughs> Come on back. We got to get working on this Five Nights at Freddy's 2 immediately. <laughs> like immediately, right now, please return. <laughs> we got to work on this script a little bit. We got we got to um, add some more scurs into the script <laughs> for, for number two. But look, um, the good thing for them too is while critically it didn't do very well, from mm-hmm. what I've seen, most fans of the game really enjoyed it. Like they liked yeah, the movie. Yeah. So the people who came mm-hmm. and were hyped to watch it had fun so that bodes well for a sequel all right and uh number three let's just speed through this one larry come Yo, on man. number how, three did, would you imagine though why are five nights and freddy's came out and molly whopped the marvels the flash mm-hmm. you know blue beetle all the superheroes almost of the year shazam i mean if you put shazam and blue beetle together they don't even make up what uh five nights and freddy's made in one weekend mm-hmm Damn. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, on to number three. Lord have mercy. Um, she's in Argentina, and I'm still I'm seeing videos of her boyfriend all hype because she changed the lyrics, and then he's over here kissing her and his. <laughs> At number three, we got Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, which made another five point nine million dollars in its fifth weekend of release. That brings the concert movie up to one hundred and seventy-two point five million domestic and two hundred and forty point nine million worldwide. And it's all always interesting because it's doing a really weird release schedule where they're only showing it on the weekends. <laughs> they don't even show it at all during the weekdays. They just bring it back every weekend. Yeah, and it's still doing this. And that's why they keep releasing it. Oh my God, it's nuts. I mean, it is absolutely nuts. Crazy. Taylor Mania is not going anywhere anytime soon, much to my demise. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, okay, number four. This is really impressive. Oh, so number four is Priscilla, which made four point seven nine million in its quote unquote third week of release. Uh, mm-hmm. but that is majorly due to the fact that they added over a thousand screens this weekend for Priscilla from A twenty four. I know it had a nice opening, actually one of Sofia Coppola's best openings of her entire career with Priscilla a few weeks ago. But yeah, that brings the Priscilla Presley biopic up to 12.72 million domestic and it has yet to get a theatrical release. Uh yeah, I Oh, oh I, sorry, I, worldwide outside of the US. Worldwide, right. Yeah, I I saw Priscilla. I liked it a lot. Uh this is a great kind of hold. I know they added a thousand theaters, but still, you know, these A24 types of movies they usually despite the addition of movies they kind of die after their their first week so it's nice to see priscilla still holding in uh 4.7 million this weekend it's not bad yeah and i think 
It actually, you know, this is one of those movies that I think is really on the fringe of award season right now. I could see this movie easily becoming one of those um, indie films that t- film Twitter just loves, but mm-hmm. it gets snubbed by awards. Probably. But yeah. if this, like, if it can mount a nice little box office run right now, I think that could actually do quite a bit. And we already know A24 can get their movies in. Like, they can push a movie into, into <laughs> awards. So... You know, if they can get a little Priscilla run going right now, I think that could do a lot for Kaylee Spaney and Jacob Elordi, particularly um, in this award season. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I, uh, I, I can. I mean, you think they're not going to try to fit Jacob Elordi up in there? Ooh. You know, you know He's how they do. Tall it, ass, you know? he can't fit nowhere. It's all six <laughs> foot five, lanky ass. <laughs> uh, and lastly, number five. Speaking of award season, at number five, mm-hmm. we have Killers of the Flower Moon, which made $4.65 million in its fourth weekend of release. That leads the latest from Martin Scorsese up to $59.9 million domestic and $137.1 million worldwide off of a $200 million budget. Yeah, I, uh, I think that's, that's pretty solid. For the movie, only like a thirty-two percent drop, but yeah. because it's uh, you know, it's opening up, you know, small around the nation still. Um, four point six, I think it's not bad. So how do we feel? Here's the next question I have: is because it, I feel like it's majorly due to mm-hmm. the tech companies, so Apple, Netflix, mm-hmm. and Amazon are mm-hmm. able to do this better than most. How long do you think the film industry is going to keep giving just big name directors unlimited paychecks to make movies that won't won't even make it back we already know even going into the release we know it's not making yeah. that money back how how much longer do you think that they can get away with this because we've seen it with steven spielberg over the past few years they've given him these huge budgets and then his movies are flopping martin scorsese's getting huge budgets his films aren't making anything back I don't. I I I just don't understand it because I'm like, why does it really bring that much to your service? Like as far as new subscribers, yeah. like honestly, do we think Killers of a Flower Moon is gonna bring like an abundance of new subscribers when it releases on on Apple TV Plus? I just I don't know. I, I it's really strange because even like for the Knives Out franchise, Netflix Netflix bought it for like four hundred million dollars. Yeah. And it's like, I I don't know. I know, like, you know, when they're on it, they do well. But, you know, the way they get money off of these stuff is, like, new subscribers. So I just wonder how they gauge all that, how much money to give these directors. Because no one else is doing them. And then you wonder, how much is an Oscar worth? Because, you know, when they're handing Scorsese all this money, it's to get themselves an Oscars, to Mm -hmm. get themselves Mm -hmm. an award. But what is that worth? Is it worth two hundred million dollars in the long run? Like, uh, I don't know. I didn't see the movie, but why did it need that much money? God damn! I mean, I really don't think it did. But I mean, it's why beautiful. the hell? Why the hell y'all paying Leonardo forty fifty million I mean, for like a role? I mean, that's wild. I love him down, but fuck me. Yeah, fifty million dollars. Uh, I mean, it's a beautiful movie, but I've seen plenty of beautiful movies shot on location that cost yes. a lot less than this. Again, yeah, cre- I just creator. Back to I saw that finally. Creator, eighty million dollars. I mean, and it looks stunning. Yeah, 
Dune baffled. costs a lot less than this. Dune, and it yeah, baffled. Stunning. So I've seen, you know, this is the type of stuff Chloe Zhao pulled. You know what I mean? And for less, for $5. Yeah. Chloe yeah. Zhao got this kind of on-site on cinematography. Yeah. <laughs> so what so we do in really Scorsese. But... It's these actors. It's these actors, man. I don't know why Leonardo um, needed $50 million for this, man. But just, then again, I'm baffled. But because listen, they were like Robert Downey Jr. was like getting fifty million for like Endgame. I mean, I got it. I mean, those movies. I mean, come on now, three billion dollars, and you well, know, yeah. I get it. Get get paid, but bro, Killers is at sixty million. This should be a favor to Scorsese for you, Leo. Like, yeah, I you should be like, all right, I'll get another <laughs> Oscar nomination. Sure, I'll do it for you know ten mil. Yeah, baffled. <laughs> <laughs> you're rich enough leo you didn't need no 40 50 million dollars 50 no million dollars you got like 49 million i mean i don't know how this stuff works but like, honestly uh, more actors should do like the pay the the kickback for especially for a a, a director that's your friend that you've worked with mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. leo should have done the movie for 10 15 mil and then gotten a kickback if the movie made money or whatever you know what i mean like that's what you do for your damn friends. Like, <laughs> take a pay cut up front and hope it does well, and then you'll get some money on the tail end. But yeah. Leo said, nah, bitch, you gonna pay me? You hear? <laughs> <laughs> he I, said, you uh, better get yeah. that budget for <laughs> Man, I don't know. It, it blows damn. my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. But... Leo said, I got a new 25-year-old on the rides. Um, oh, no, it it takes that. money to keep the children to come oh, back to this old man. Um, speaking of the holdovers we got another (laughs) awards contender at number six Dwayne your holdovers nah Larry was out of pocket for that (laughs) Dwayne you need to see the holdovers I know I know god damn it I know it I want to see it listen uh, speaking of that listen I'm really disappointed in the rollout of It's a Wonderful Knife because it was in 900 theaters but like I saw no marketing ever at all for this movie none i'm so sad because with all these screenings i haven't been able to do the marvel and now or the regal and now amc is copying regal um doing the mystery mondays (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh i said y'all couldn't let regal have one thing amc (laughs) they had their little mystery movie monday and you couldn't let them just have that one thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. what is it called now the new amc one amc (laughs) AMC, unreleased unseen, or something unseen. Yeah, unseen. yeah 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 but the regal one so the last one was next goal wins which also yeah. comes out this weekend that was the other yep. movie that comes out mm-hmm. but the one before that was a what it's a wonderful knife mm-hmm. and i was like oh i thought it was that or thanksgiving i didn't know but based off the clue i was like it's either a wonderful knife or thanksgiving and i want to see them both so bad so i was so mad i couldn't go to see it but now it's only playing in like one theater around me mm-hmm I'm like, what? it's a wonderful night. It's only playing at like two theaters up here. And it's yeah. like, and the times for it are just like terrible because like, the time for it is like, they had one time at like 9 a.m. yesterday and the next time was at 8 p.m. Yeah. I said, what am I going to do with that? Like, I, oh man. I don't know, but it sucks. It's not getting its due. Mm. It only released in 900 theaters this weekend and only made 605,000. Is it? A completely independent film? It doesn't have... I think it feels like it. I don't know. Wow. I mean, you know, and that's more power to them. They're doing what they can. That's probably why Mm -hmm. they got in on that Regal Mystery to get people to watch it. 
Yeah. Um. So good on him for at least making that much, but I want to see it, damn. <laughs> But the holdovers made 3.2. It's up to 4.27. Journey to Bethlehem opened to 2.4 million. Why didn't they do this closer to Christmas? This Journey to Bethlehem. I have no idea. I have no idea. Not even just that. For Christmas time. Like a lot of these movies. Then some of these drops are kind of aggressive. Like Freelance. 69%. It's one of the worst reviewed movies, too. I heard Freelance was absolute dog shit yeah it's one of the worst removed reviewed movies of the year See, aren't you happy Dwayne? i didn't go out and watch it freely <laughs> it's only because you were busy don't start <laughs> it's only because you were don't start larry would have been in seated seated uh <laughs> look at little paw patrol hanging on Dwayne. Yep, little 13 percent yep. drop <laughs> paw patrols this is on. another one i need them to open it near me but maybe wait a couple weeks till i have time is mm-hmm. this damn anatomy of a fall that I want to see badly? Oh, that, that's open. That's open for me over here. Yeah, it's got all this hype. It's out in five hundred theaters now. Um, it's starting to make its little run. So you a, know, don't 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 entice me to take a little day off this week. Oh and shit! Dwayne gonna be doing it's stuff. a wonderful knife and anatomy of a fall double feature. And the holdovers too. I still gotta do that. And oh, then you can man. squeeze in freelance. Don't do this. Oh, see, don't do this. Oh, oh. Um, oh. real quick before we get off air, let's get into some of this tracking. Next week we have uh, shit. It's Hunger Games Hunger is Games. and Thanksgiving is next week. Mm-hmm. Damn, like I thought next but, weekend we have Hunger damn. Games. Thanksgiving, I thought we had one more week. Pro three and next goal wins all next weekend. I'm like, oh, this. Is I thought hard. we had one more week. The Hunger Games should have came out the next week. I think. <sighs> I guess they don't. They rather go against trolls than Than wish. Wish, Uh, that's one thing. Wish is actually tracking really well right now. Forty to sixty million. Yeah, it's a thanks. It feels Thanksgiving e around the time. You You know know what I think it is, and what I think Mm -hmm. Disney needs to remember when they Mm -hmm. release a Disney princess musical. That's the Disney bag. You know, like, Mm -hmm. and that's this looks like their classic Disney princess musical. And I think mm-hmm. that's, you know, people are going to go see a Disney movie with the princess in the lead and has new songs. It just is what it is. <laughs> I'm just um, glad this one has like an Afro-Latina lead and people ain't playing games. Um, but. Damn, so I didn't realize the, uh, Hunger Games and Thanksgiving is next week. So I guess Thanksgiving looks like, looks, looks like it's going to be like Thanksgiving, probably like it's going to be about around 15 million. Yeah, for and then what do we think? What's Trolls Three tracking? The, Trolls Three right now is tracking uh, twenty-one to thirty-one million. Oh, okay. I'm and then to... um, the new Hunger Games is tracking thirty-eight to fifty. Yeah. I know. So we'll see. We'll see and what that, happens. Like we said, Tyler brought it up. That's gone up because they were like thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens. We got some releases for next week for Larry or I to come on and discuss. Ooh. Especially, I feel like the drop for the Marvels is going to be really bad. Yeah, because there's so um, much next weekend. I mean, all yeah, that competition. I, yeah, I don't think it's going to do like a 40, 50. It's going to, I, I think, think it's Hunger go- Games specifically is going to kill the Marvels. Yeah, yeah. That's like a direct is, yeah. audience correlation, I feel. Yeah. Why y'all always trying to pit women against each other, bruh? Like, why? Okay, here's another <laughs> question. Do you think 
they should have just I know we all kind of thought it was a good move because we were getting tired of the MCU but I don't think we feel any different right now should they have just dropped the Marvels in the summer when they planned to um I I, I think that I think the box office would have been better like it would have coming... been any worse than this yeah because you are coming off of Guardians which was a really big success for them and across the Spider-Verse, you kind of had some, even though that's like not MCU, it's still kind of Marvel. So you kind of like, but my I, my ideology is that I think they should have uh, pushed it into next year. Yeah. You only have one yeah, MCU have one. movie next year, which is Deadpool. Why? And I <laughs> think they should have just they pushed it. they release this on March 8th again? Next year, uh, trust yeah. me, I know because my birthday is March 8th and it's also Ooh. International Women's Day. That's the there day you, you released the first Marvels. Okay, the Mar- Captain Marvel came out on International Women's Day. Guess what? Next year, Marvel or International Women's Day lands on a Friday again. Hello, yep. release yep. it yep. on International Women's Day again. The, it did well the first time. I yep. don't know this. Oh God, no! They just they made me mad. Uh, us they talking did. about it. Us talking about everything they did wrong for the Marvels. That makes me mad. <laughs> it makes me really frustrated too, because like this. Oh my god! We deserved better. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not even like audiences are like hating it. No, that audience score is solid. The audience, like as far as on Rotten Tomatoes, is solid. The the cinema score is like it's low, but it's like I mean. But also, look, I don't know, and I know Twitter and all that doesn't correlate to the real world. But yeah. most of the buzz I see on Twitter is actually positive, I, yeah. which I wasn't expecting. Like, my critic friends, some of them hated it, but a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't. They were like, this mm-hmm. is fun. Like, I don't know. Uh, if they had just been able to sell that this is kind of just a fun comic book movie, I think it could have done some. But Yeah. <sighs> ah, that's how we have to end it, everyone. This week's box office report show was another sad one. It has been like a year as far as these superhero movies releasing but uh we got one more to kind of go through and we'll see what happens with aquaman too we will see what happens but that being said everyone that is it for this episode of the box office report show really appreciate you guys all for listening larry to let everyone know they can follow you Hey, you can find me over on YouTube at Chili Boy Productions, on Instagram at Chili Boy Productions, and on Twitter at Chili Boy YT. All right, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemaniac World. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.